Hey guys, this is John Barksell, and I just want to tell you, if you haven't listened to the Three Ball Podcast, you're missing out on a host that's headed for brighter lights and bigger things. Galt Goldman has a plethora of accurate statistics, and his sports acumen, acumen is second to none. Look out, Stephen A., Skip, Pollock, Cowherd, Patrick. He's next. Catch him now so you can say you were there in the beginning. Hello, welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast, everybody. Today on the podcast, we are talking about... Hold on, let me turn on my Do Not Disturb real quick, and I will give you the topics. Okay, so the topics today are the Bucks won the Brooklyn Bucks series. Ho, ho. Anyways, good on them. Um, my predictions on the Hawks versus 76ers game seven. Phoenix versus LA, they're playing game one of their uh, thing. Uh, Kemba got traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, and the Mavs cleaned house. Uh, Anderson Silva won his first boxing match. T.I. is, reti- T. is retiring from the rap game. A.W. versus... <laughs> talk about Wardlow versus Hager. Their MMA fight, quote-unquote. <laughs> and then A.W. is moving back... Moving to Saturday at 8 uh, for this week. And then they go back to Wednesday nights. Thank the Lord. Uh, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means, Jim Ross. Uh, anyways, so... Let's start off with the Bucks. They beat the uh, the Nets last night. Holy cow, what a game that was. Durant went off. But ultimately, it was not enough because the man Giannis showed up. The man. Anyways, uh, let's get that box score real quick. They won 115-111. to 111. Giannis had 40 points. The man. Uh, P.J. Tucker had 11 points and fouled out. And he fouled out on a pretty bullcrap call. But hey, you know, it's whatever. Um... As I said, Giannis had 40. He shot 15 and 24, had 13 rebounds. Uh, and Giannis is a father, so happy Father's Day to all the people out there. Happy Father's Day. Um, I, I had to get the happy Father's Day in there somewhere. Uh, Chris Middleton shot 9 and 26 from the floor and had 23 points. Brooke Lopez had 19. Drew Holiday had 13. And Pat Connaughton had 9. The bench played a combined, besides Pat Connaughton, the bench played a combined 6 minutes. And, jeez, like, I don't understand the whole, let's play our starting five the entire game. Because there's no such thing as breaks in the NBA. In game seven, there's a reason you have people like Bobby Portis and Jeff T off your bench. They're good veterans to have. Steve Nash just said, no, nah, forget that. Uh, Shaman can play seven minutes and Jeff Green can play 13. Nobody on the bench for the Brooklyn Nets took a shot. By the way, nobody on the Brooklyn Nets t- from the bench took a shot. Durant had 48. He shot 17 of 36, 4 of 11 from the three-point line. Blake Griffin had 17, 7 of 12 from the floor. Joe Harris played not very good, 3 of 10 from the floor, only 10 points. Bruce Brown had 14. And James Harden was the worst player on the floor for the Brooklyn Nets besides Joe Harris. The former MVP shot 5 of 17 from the floor and 2 of 12 from the three-point line. He added nothing defensively, I would say. He had 9 assists and 9 rebounds. And his his style of basketball does not translate to Game 7 wins or playoff wins. His whole dribble, 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 dribble out the shot clock and take a step-back three-pointer doesn't work. He shoots 5 of 17, and Kyrie did more for the game in the Brooklyn Nets than James Harden did. And Kyrie was sitting on the bench the whole game because he's, his ankle hurts. Um, so, <laughs> please tell me why Mike James, who's a very good 
who's a pretty good player, didn't play. DeAndre Jordan did not play when Giannis was getting whatever he wanted in the paint against Kevin Durant, Jeff Green, telling me he didn't play. You played Nicholas Claxton for like two seconds. Jeff Green played for 13 minutes and didn't take a shot. Landry Shamit didn't take a shot. What are the Nets doing? Steve Nash. So who gets the blame this year? Is it going to be on Kyrie because he didn't play? Is it Harden because he was injured? Or does or does the blame go on Steve Nash? We'll see. But you you got to play the bench here. Harden wasn't playing good. Put somebody else in the game. Giannis is getting whatever he wants in the paint. Put in DeAndre Jordan or something. I don't know, man. Nash, it wasn't working. Nash drew up a good... Nash drew up a couple of decent, half-decent plays. Mike Budenholzer just trying to lose the game for the Bucs with his last two play calls in the freaking last last minute of uh, the fourth quarter. He said, yeah, with uh, two seconds left on the shot clock, let's pass into Brooke Lopez and have him stand there and not even shoot the ball. And then to win the game, his... Go-to look is give it to Giannis and let Giannis take a fadeaway jump shot. Mike Bruno was trying to lose the game. Anyways, he didn't lose the game for him. Uh, it was a. Uh, this is why the NBA is dying. Harden went to the free throw line like ten times, and f- f- half the time he went to the free throw line, it wasn't a foul. The NBA is becoming a very get touched flop league. It is boring. I. I watched the game, but it was the worst hour of my life. It was the worst hour plus of my life of watching basketball. It sucked. Anyways, uh, today's game, the uh, Suns are beating the Clippers 103-95 currently. And I'll give you the box score real quick, and then I'll give my prediction on the Hawks game for Game 7. Uh, Marcus Morris is shooting 3 of 11. Paul George has 33 points at 10 of 21. Reggie Jackson is 20, 8 of 14. DeMarcus Cousins, 12 minutes, 11 points. Why is he not playing more? Well, he has four fouls, but he's a bench player, so it's not like he's playing that many minutes anyway. It's not like he's going to be in there for clutch time, Ty Uh, anyways, Booker has 34 points. Cam Johnson has 10. Aiton has 18. Crowder has 13. Uh, good game overall. It, it looks like the Suns are going to win this game. 76ers and the Hawks. Now, this game is going to be tough. This is going to be a tough prediction for me. I want the Hawks to win. I'm not a big dot guy. I mean, he's a good coach, but I'm not a big dot guy. Ben Simmons can't score in the last five minutes of a game um, unless it's a wide open layup or dunk. He can't make free throws. Tobias Harris, the offense doesn't run through him half the time. And it's the Joel Embiid show versus the Trey Young show. I, McMillan's a better coach. But McMillan's team is very outnumbered here because McMillan has two and a half players on the team. In my opinion. So, hey. Should be a good game, though. Uh, I'm going to take the 76ers to win, even though I want the Hawks to win. So, I'll be happy either way. 76ers, it's going to be in Philly. They should win this game. If you don't win this game, you got to trade Ben Simmons. He, he was the worst player on the floor in the series if you lose this game. I don't think you're going to beat Milwaukee in the next round either. So, all right. Now, Kimba Walker was traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, the other day for, for like, two picks. It was a pick, Kimba, for Moses Brown. It was the it was a first-round pick in this draft class. It's 16 in Kimba Walker to for Moses Brown, a second-round pick. Or 
Moses Brown, a second round pick, and Al Horford. The Celtics saved money. Brad Stevens' first move as the general manager was, hey, let's get my boy Al Horford back. Horford played well for the Celtics when he was there. He's a very glue guy type player. Uh, Horford rebounds, plays a little defense. He's going to score a little bit when you give him open jump shots. So, hey, good move for the Celtics. I like it. I'm not a big Kimba guy. When they first, when you first, when the Celtics first gave Kimba the contract, I told my dad, who's a big Celtics fan, it's not going to work out. Kimba's an undersized point guard who doesn't play defense and doesn't shoot consistent. There you go. Point guards who are undersized can't shoot consistently, don't play defense, don't win championships. That's just the way it is. Unless you got two other all-stars around them, and then you got a chance. Steph Curry. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just the whole point there. But Steph actually shoots a little bit more consistent than Kemba does. So, hey, uh, at, least he, at least he's got that going for him. <laughs> so, now, uh, well, Kemba to Oklahoma City, what are they going to do here? Are they just going to try the Chris Paul thing? Hope. Cross your fingers, Kemba, Kemba plays good, and you trade him next year. Who knows? Good thing I'm not Sam Presti. It's funny because uh, they're talking about Sam Presti might be the... Nasai uh, Jiri or Sam Presti could be the guy for the Celtics to be the new general manager before Stevens got the job. And I would have laughed because Presti just traded for Kemba, and it, there was a rumor that Presti could be the GM for the Celtics, and he would have kept Kemba. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, which, is Presti a good GM? I don't think so. Because picks don't win games. Your first round picks, that may be picks one, uh, that might, if, first round draft picks after five don't win basketball games. This is the way that goes in today's game. John Morant, second uh, second pick in the draft. DeAndre, first pick in the draft. There are very few guys, unless you hit, unless you hit, your draft pick, who actually help you win a championship after the top five. Or, hey, even after, maybe after the top ten you hit somebody. But the first ten picks, I would say, is really where you're going to get somebody. And in the NFL, it's completely different because in the NFL, first-round picks, you're getting you're getting first-round talent. In the NBA, there's two rounds. If you're not in the first ten picks, your, dra- your pick is basically worthless. Unless you hit on a draft pick and hit, find the hidden gem, like the Bucks do with Giannis, like uh, the Spurs found Kawhi, like Donovan Mitchell, doesn't happen that often. But when you when you find a guy and you hit on the draft pick, there's potential there. So I, I don't know what Sam Presti's doing. He's just gathering first round picks and hopefully some of the, most of them are in the top ten and he can get some talent there. Um. Anderson Silva won his boxing match the other day uh, in his debut. He won. He won. He wins by split decision against Chavez Jr., who was a pretty good fighter. Uh, congrats, to Anderson Silva. Throwing the gloves around, man. UFC Hall of Famer. Congrats to him. Um, Ti, aka Tip, is retiring from the rap game after he's going to make. He's on the verge of making his new album, uh, To Kill the King, and after that, he said he's done. Yeah, rap game, he out. Um, I would love to hear another T Tip album. Uh, so I think To Kill the King could be the best album of the year. Definitely could be. Uh, if we get cool T.I., if we don't, then I don't know. We should get Hustle Gang T.I. because he's on the verge of uh, people spreading lies about him. So I, I think I think we're going to get Hustle Gang T.I. Hustle, hustle Gang, Hustle Gang. Uh, so that should be cool. Uh, now, A.W. So, wait. So... 
after I talk about AW, you're gonna hear me and Connor talk about the Legion of Doom. Ba ba ba. Anyways, uh, when they returned in Monday Night Raw 2003. Uh, so after that, after I talk about AW, you're gonna hear me and Connor talk about that. So AW, we had Wardlow versus Jack Hager, who or Jake Hager, who is a real UFC fighter, who's three now. Uh, Wardlow is never fought in a UFC fight in his life. They had the cool walks out. They had the cool walkouts. Each person had a cut man, and my boy Sean Spears got camera time. I love Sean Spears. It was, I really didn't do the whole perfect ten gimmick because that was stupid. But Sean Spears got some talent, and of course AW just keeps finding ways to bury Sean Spears. Like they released a video of Sean Spears getting stunned by Tony Khan, who is an idiot and sucks, in my opinion. Unless he hires me. Well, nah, I still talk the truth to Tony Khan about that. You're an Adderall addict. Your eyes are always wide open. At least I call you an Adderall addict and not a crack addict like some people do on your YouTube, in the YouTube comments of certain people's videos. Talk about Jim Cornette videos. But, uh, I only call him an Adderall addict because his eyes are always wide open. The dude's focused all the time on something else, but it ain't wrestling because his promos are bad. Stick to wearing the sunglasses and don't show up on Impact anymore, please. But anyways, we're talking about Wardlow versus Hager in their, their MMA fight. The first two minutes, you know, they it was a Floyd Mayweather fight. They weren't doing anything. They were touching gloves, basically. Very few punches being thrown. No punches connected. And then it just got bad. Uh, you could tell these punches were fake. Neither of them are good at throwing fake punches, especially to the head. Um, and it was bad. It was really bad. It was, it, it, it made, well, the Brawl for All is still the most idiotic thing ever, but it almost made the Brawl for All look halfway decent. Now, I'd still watch this over the Brawl for All, because at least this was one match. Um, AW at 10, oh, Jesus Christ. But this, this match is bad. Uh, Hager ends up winning with a, he hits a bad looking Yurinagi and then puts Wardlow to sleep. And yeah, Wardlow gets passed out. But he doesn't sell like he's passed out. He just gets up. Great job there, AEW. <laughs> and then Sean Spears comes out and elbows Jake Hager. We got Sean Spears camera time. Sean, uh, Sean Spears is beating up Hager. And Jericho runs out with his elbow brace. And then the pinnacle get the advantage. MJF comes out and he's beating up people. And then Sammy Guevara comes out. Well, actually, no, Sammy's not out yet. Dean Malenko tries to stop the fight. And then MJF elbows him in the head, and he says, why don't you sit the hell down, old man? Uh, but yeah, MJF's still the best heel, besides Austin Aries. At least, at least he's doing good at his job. It's comedy stupid, but at least he's trying. They do think MJF can't be the best heel in the business. Just don't put him in comedy acts, because this is stupid. But anyways, he elbowed the hell out of Dean Malenko, who was about to put on a headlock on him and hold him in a hold for 10 minutes. But, fortunately, he didn't get the opportunity to do that. I would have loved that on AEW television. Go to Dean Malenko in a headlock on MJF, and then you go to commercial, and then when you get back from commercial, it's still Dean Malenko in a headlock for MJF. That would have been great. Great television. But, that doesn't happen. MJF elbows the hell out of him and says, sit down, old man. And then, Sammy Kamara comes out. Sammy jumps on the cage and elbows Sean Spears and Sean Spears down and out. And then I don't see Sean Spears for the rest of the segment. So, hey, cool. Uh, 
the pinnacle runs away and yeah that's how that segment ended i didn't watch the rest of the aw show i i watched it but didn't take notes on it i wasn't really trying to do that um it wasn't good <laughs> Not, nothing was great nothing was good uh the best part of the show for me was the varsity blondes coming out Oh, we had a Julia Hart versus Penelope Ford match that wasn't great, but at least I got to see the Varsity Blondes, who are the, who I like, but hey, it's just me. Man, put the Varsity, get the Varsity Blondes, the Varsity Blondes versus Acclaimed would be a great, you know, little rivalry there for the tag team titles, but that ain't ever happened in AEW, because the Bucks said, hey, we got the Tufts kid. Um, but yeah, that happened, uh, so yeah. And then we had, uh, last thing, AWs are going to be on Saturday night. I, Saturday night at 8, please go watch it. Um, I do hate AEW with a passion because it is the worst wrestling show out of the wrestling shows. But we need a better product besides WWE. So, please, AEW, do something right. Make my day. Do something right. Have your Saturday night, Saturday night show at 8. Do well. Come on, hit a million. There's nothing on that Saturday night at 8. Please, come on. You got this, AW. I believe in you. So go watch it. I don't know the matches on there. Honestly, I wasn't paying attention. May Actually, I think we do. We get Kenny Omega. You can, you can see the AW champion and Impact champion versus Jungle Boy. Who's 5'7 and is a, looks like he's a middle schooler. But that's not the point. You can see Kenny Omega, the greatest wrestler in the world. Go against Jungle Boy. Nah, it's gonna suck. Honestly, that might be the worst match of the night. Actually, no. But if the acclaimed on it, at least you get to see Mac Caster rap. And you get to see Bowens, who's a legit big, big dude. Hey, there you go. AW, put the, put the titles on. And then, uh, finally, Lord Jesus, I'm, I can review that show and it'll be on the Sunday podcast. And then they finally move back to Wednesday nights. Thank the Lord. And so the AW reviews will be coming back on the Thursday episodes of the podcast. Um, man, Tony Khan, please hire me. I, I can help. Uh, you don't have to hire me. I'll work for free. I'll work for free for your company. Just please let me help you out. I'll work for free. In fact, I'll give you a penny every time I have to show up to your stupid-ass company. <laughs> I'll give you two pennies. I got you, Tony. So, yeah. Um, there we go. Um, you're about to hear the break, and then you'll get into me and Connor talking about the Legion of Doom returning in 2003. I hope you enjoyed that. We had we had some fun recording that. We talked about Jim Ross, the Ultimate Warrior, Legion of Doom, uh, TNA killing people. Not really, but it was a fun little segment over there. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, you're about to get to the break. Peace. Back to the Brave Ball Podcast, where we and Connor, this is our third time recording this. <laughs> First, you get called, and you can't hear me. And then the second time, I get called. So, here we go. Third time's a charm. Well, uh, we and Connor are reacting to the Legion of Doom coming back on Monday Night Raw in 2003. <laughs> this is the third time I've said this. This is the third time I've had to listen to it. And this is the third time I'm going to get to do Stone Cold What? <laughs> <laughs> This Best is bad. This, this, we, we've lost our minds today. So, okay. We start off this segment with Kane and Rob Van Dam in the ring. They're the tag team champions right now in 2003. Uh, so, 
Kane is talking normally in a mask, and it's weird because Kane usually never. And he's also a mayor. And as I said this last time we recorded, I think Kane should run for president and wear the mask and choke slam Joe Biden off the table. I, he'd he'd have my he'd have at least three of my votes. And then he can tombstone Donald Trump and beat him one, two, three. And then that's how the president president should be elected. That's that is how the the this wrestle and the one that dies of heart attack or, or gets pinned loses. And then Vince McMahon will come out and say, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we start off with Kane in the ring, and he's talking about uh, a Royal Rumble for the Intercontinental Championship. And he said, I'm going to win. And then Rob Van Dam said, no, you're not, bro. I'm high, so I'm going to win. And I'm going to throw you over the top rope. And I'm not going into detail about their conversation anymore because it's pointless. It is. It is beyond necessary right now. The only thing that makes any sense is Jerry Lawler saying, dissension? Yeah, he, because... just, he just is a little one-liner that nobody really asked, but you you still want it there. So Exactly. So then... We Stone Cold was also in the ring because he's the general manager at this point, a year off of quitting WWE and then coming back to be general manager. So he's back, and Stone Cold said, I smell a little tension. What? What? <laughs> and Stone Cold likes tension. What? What? And Stone Cold knows how to fix tension. What? What? We're going to have a beer bash. What? <laughs> Oh, it, was, it, it, it was pretty good, but it, we've, we've heard it so many times. I think I've lost my mind. <laughs> That's very true. The only thing, I love how Stone Colson talks in third person all the time. Stone Cold I, is going to do what? I don't think he knows what he's doing up there. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm very glad we didn't react to the other part, the other thing I sent you. Because in that case, we would not even be done with like part one of this. <laughs> and we gotta we gotta do the longer one whenever we don't get interrupted three freaking times. <laughs> exactly. So Stone Cold says, "Toss me a beer, what?" And the dude tosses two beers, and Stone Cold has two beers, and then Eric Bischoff comes out and he says, "I'm back." Y'all can't I'm be doing the beer business. Now. Uh, yeah, and everybody in the crowd boos Eric Bischoff except me. <laughs> yeah, even I would, and I don't boo a lot of people. I love Eric Bischoff. Help WCW get run into the ground with Vince Russo. Greatest thing ever. <laughs> if we ever get a chance, we should go back and watch old WCWs with Russo and Bischoff running them. They may be the greatest thing ever. Oh, okay. It's no well. It's a bad greatest thing ever. It's just segment after segment that makes no sense. They had a dude dress up or pretend he was a dog. <laughs> what? Yep. We had a dog. We had uh, ECW dudes in there. It was great. <laughs> we had Vince Russo win the World Heavyweight Championship with our cat. <laughs> it just get, it, that's getting out of hand. I can tell. Yeah, it was great. So Eric Bischoff comes out. He's like, listen. You can't get you can't get drunk, and we're not even halfway through the TV show. You can't get drunk, so they're gonna have a tag team match, and I have the greatest tag team ever to face them. And it, we go to I oh, want a rush, and it's the Legion of Doom. And then Jerry Lawler says, "Oh my God, it's a Legion of Doom! It's a Legion of Doom!" He, he freaks out. He's like, "Oh my God!" He's having a heart attack, and Jim Ross said, 
and eat your shuck. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he didn't say that, but that, that's basically what I hear Jim Ross say. That's maybe what he's thinking, though. On on, on AEW, on he's like, all right, Chuck Taylor, you sucks. He's awful. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> JR is amazing on AEW commentary. He, he says everybody sucks. Hey, you got to be um, generous. You gotta... Yeah. Yeah. He said Darby Allen, dude, shucks. Sting, Sting's here. Sting's the best. <laughs> Sting's the only one I like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They did it. This has nothing to do with the segment, but uh, since we recorded this three times, and I, I, fingers crossed, we don't get shut down this time by the uh, by the government. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on on the dark side of the ring with the Ultimate Warrior, he went up and said, he basically said, "Ultimate Warrior sucks." <laughs> I mean, that was kind of rude, though. And then he said, the, they went to the Ultimate Warrior's house to hear his, this dude's pitch, and he's like, "What the fuck is Destrucity?" <laughs> <laughs> he said, "What the hell? This is—I just wasted ten minutes of my life. You suck." <laughs> it was like a little bit of a battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, bit. "Stuck." I'm leaving. <laughs> but anyways, current Jim Ross, or not a current 2003 Jim Ross is back, and yep. he's like, "Yeah, the Legion of Doom. I guess they all right." Mm-hmm. <laughs> So then we get a tag team match with the Legion of Doom making their comeback versus Rob Van Dam and Kane. Yeah, um, but did they, is like an official return or was it just like a... Yeah, this, this is actually one of their, this is one of them, can't remember which one it is because their names are Hawk and Animal and I don't know the difference And they look them. the exact same. Exactly. Um, one of them actually dies like six months later after they go to TNA. So. What? Yeah. What? Well, look it up. Just look up Hawk and Animal and figure out which one. Uh, they may not even know. I'll look it up real quick. Um, but even even the people may not even know which one died, so they just start listing random ones. Hawk, Road Warrior Hawk. Yeah, he dies October 19th, 2003. Oh, okay. Yeah, and this is May 2003, so. That's, um... Uh, yikes. yeah, so TNA killed another guy because <laughs> mm-hmm. they show up in TNA and then he dies so bad that it killed him. Jim Ross said, What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, we get the LOD back for their last appearance on Monday Night Raw or last appearance on national television, basically, because TNA wasn't even mainstream at this point. So this is basically their last appearance on television with both of them. Uh, so very sad, but, you know. Well, now that we realize that, yes, it is actually pretty sad. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, it is they were all, they were always, they were, they were always steroided up. So it was going to happen at some point. Probably, actually, not to mention it. So anyways, we start this match and J.D. Tag team of the world's back and they get a tag team title shot. <laughs> With his squeaky voice on commentary, with his one-liners, it, it it gets annoying, but I think it's kind of hard to hate him. Yeah. So, and they've changed the fabric of Jim Ross so much, or Jade King Lawler so much. He used to be like a cool bad guy, but then they changed him to a guy who 
is obsessed with girls because in Attitude Era Raw, he's always like, puppies! <laughs> and look at those lions! That's all he says. It's just... That's sad. Yeah. He's, he's falling a long way. Now, what is he now? Is he even in it, WWE now? Uh, he makes an appearance every once in a while, but his later commentator years were still pretty good. At least they didn't have him saying stupid stuff all the time. That's right. That's true, actually. Yeah. So, hey, let's talk about the match, Connor. Jeez. <laughs> the match was like, what, four minutes long? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Eric Bischoff said, we got Legion Doom, and then they got Barry in. They they got destroyed by Kane and RVD. Kane and Robin damn pulled the Macho Man Spider Man. I got you for three minutes. Like they 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 punished them. So we start the match and Hawk and Animal are like winning the match for about five seconds. They hit a double team move and then it's just Rob Van Dam doing stuff and then Kane against It, it was literally Rob Van Dam rolling around the ring. <laughs> And then <laughs> just trying to get a choke slam, and it doesn't work. And then he, and then Rob Van Dam just rolls around to ring him for ten more seconds. And then Jim Ross said, "Man, those kicks! <laughs> Look at those legs move!" He said, "Man, those kicks suck." <laughs> Why don't you learn how to throw a punch? <laughs> I don't even know. All I remember is him rolling around the ring like the freaking ball. Yeah, uh, one of them takes a monkey flip out of the corner. Yeah, I say, didn't Kane jump off the freaking top rope? But yeah, Kane does a signature clothesline, man. I yeah, still I thought, can't believe they talked Hawk or Animal into taking that monkey flip off. I thought he was going to hurt himself. <laughs> You're supposed to land on, like, your chest when you take a monkey flip? No, nah, he said, no, nah, I'm taking this on my leg. <laughs> he, he landed on his feet, and, like, he stood up for, like, two seconds for the shock freaking knocked him over. The ultimate... I said the ultimate place. The Legion, <laughs> of Doom, the Legion of Doom looks very lost in the ring. As they're moving around, it's it's almost like RVD said, hey, listen, we're going to choreograph this thing to perfection. And the Legion of Doom said, that's not how we work, bro. It... It, it, it was bad. It was bad. Let's just say it, it was bad because basically... It, they're confused what's going on, and Rob Van Dam is rolling around the ring still. Yeah, he's hitting Rolling Thunder five times. <laughs> Monkey flipping, doing his kicks. And, and, and you're like, can he even do that? <laughs> yeah. I, the Rolling Thunder is possibly the, the, the weakest finisher, weakest signature. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Rolling Thunder, to be honest. It, 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 you could do it to me, and I didn't think it hurt me. Yeah, it, it looks cool, but it, it's not going to hurt. <laughs> no, because you literally just go land on top of them. Yeah, so. <laughs> but anyways, somehow the Legion of Doom, make it a, they're making a comeback. You know, like, they, hit, they hit their four moves. They hit their, they get their four spots. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they hit the punch, the clothesline, the big boot, and then they, they, one of them lifts RVD up, and they go for the Doomsday device, and then RVD has to duck, and they... And he completely misses. That yeah, he did. He, did, he completely just shoo overran him. Yeah, he missed. Um, and then Kane choke slams somebody, and then RVD does the five star frog splash, and Kane and RVD win, which is stupid because they end up dropping the tag team titles to La Resistance. And like, who exactly? 
They ended up dropping the tag team titles to Law Resistance, which this isn't even the good Law Resistance that gets the huge pop in Canada when they're there. No, they lose in like on a pay-per-view to Law Resistance in like Houston, Texas. So you're telling me you couldn't have given the titles to the LOD for like a week and have them drop the titles to Law Resistance? <laughs> that just that makes no sense. Like, why would you? Why would you make them lose in Houston? To a French, a French team. I yeah, and then Law Resistance ends up dropping the titles to the Dudley Boys. So even if you did want LOD to job out to Law Resistance, you could have just had them lose to the Dudley Boys. That's uh, just stupid. WWE, baby. At its finest. <laughs> but then again, watching that match, I don't know how many matches they had left. <laughs> I think TNA burned them out. <laughs> TNA said, listen, you're going to be on the show and always on the show, and you're going to die on the show. You will be dead mid-show. You'll just drop. TNA had somebody get shot on myself. TNA was wild. <laughs> 2018, T- or 2019 TNA said, yeah, you're going to be shot. That's a good storyline. And then they dropped it, and they never figured out who shot him. So... Nobody got shot. Or somebody did get shot. Yeah, somebody got shot, but we didn't figure out who shot them, and yeah. <laughs> Jim Ross said, what the hell? <laughs> it is stupid. Jim Ross isn't even on TNA commentary. He just said, what the hell? <laughs> he just, he lost his mind. <laughs> Jim Ross accidentally flipped on Impact Wrestling on his TV, and he said, how do I turn this thing off? What is this garbage I'm watching? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's basically the segment. LOD gets jobbed out in four minutes, and Robbie and David Kane retain the titles and then drop them to La Resistance. <laughs> fun. Yeah, it's fun times over here at WWF we, Well, we, first of all, we uh, couldn't get this right, and then and then we go on about La Resistance for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I looked this up because uh, in the comments, there are people who are like, oh, WWF should have let them win the tag team titles and then drop them later. And I was like, well, you know, maybe. Because I'm all about, you know, like, the young talent and they mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, you know, in my head I'm thinking, well, no, I think RVD and Kane is, like, winning is good. And then I looked it up and they dropped the titles, like, two weeks later. I'm like, well, they could have had to win it. <laughs> yeah, I think they really should have just let um the – other guys went in. Well, I can't remember the name now. I guess they were just so insignificant at the time. Yeah. So, it, it, it's tough out here for the Road Warriors. And then and then they have to show up and work in TNA with Jeff Jarrett. I mean, jeez. Oh. That's tough. Dude, it was tough back in 2003. I know. There was only two wrestling companies to choose from. WWF and TNA. Oh, my God. <laughs> Either good or horrible. You can either work for Vince McMahon or work for Jeff Jarrett. Oh, sorry, either horrible or horrible. Exactly. And Jeff Jarrett said, listen, there's only two ways you get a pay raise. Either you're dead or you're The Rock. And, you know, The Rock never went to TNA, so nobody ever got a pay raise. (laughs) So, yeah. But a lot of people died. So, I think... Well, I mean, there's a high death count. That's good. (laughs) Road, Road Warrior, um... Mr. Perfect, uh, Chris Cantiano. <laughs> they had like three dudes die in a span of like two years. They, 
Nobody yeah, looked into it. Nobody looked company. into why. Uh, all heart attacks. Two of them steroid over. Well, Mr. Perfect drug overdose. Road Warrior uh, heart attack. Chris Cantiano heart attack. That sounds painful. Yes, and the one of these dudes couldn't have been Jeff Jarrett, who was going through his reign of terror at this point. <laughs> I'm dumb man. <laughs> but well, yeah. Anything else you want to add on this, Connor? I, I would have been cool with another Stone Cold appearance of his saying what and giving the Stone Cold Thunder to both the Rogue Warriors and leaving. Uh, I'm worried for TNA back then. I was uh, if I heard about this, I think I'd be I'd be like worried. Ah, we're gonna we're gonna watch a TNA show. Uh, well, actually, I'll watch a TNA show and break it down to you like I did the Hulk Hogan one. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Ross could be the commentator. He can say, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> Hulk Hogan shucks. Why don't you get him out of here? Nah, uh, mm, I, th- I think it was, it was a good it was a good match. It was just. It, it just was four minutes. Nah, don't lie. This is a bad match. The, the Road Warriors were lost. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, one, one of them was in the corner waiting for a move and just stood about 10 seconds. I think the referee, like, <laughs> he, he didn't even tell one of them to get out of the ring when they were both in there. He didn't even tell one of them. He just said, he just stood there. Plain and simple, yeah. he just stood there. You know, actually, at some point, next time I come over, we have to watch an AEW Dynamite episode so we can get your reaction on it. I already, I, I've already said AEW shucks. <laughs> Is it AEW, like, collapsing right now? Uh, well, it depends, on, it depends on your stance. If you're an, a, if you're an AEW fan, you think it's amazing. <laughs> and if you're me, you said we nobody cares about these dudes from Japan because Jim Ross said, they shook. They do. They do too many flips. They shook. <laughs> All right, I I understand now. Um, unless you're bringing in Tetsuya Naito, but they haven't done that yet. So hey, I'm not hey, keep on Japan, keep on sending them emails, bro. That they'll hear you eventually. Bro, Tony Khan ain't listened to me. Tony Khan said, "Hey, why don't you shut up?" <laughs> uh, I, I actually last thing before we end this podcast. I did an AW AW Dynamite posted on their Instagram page. Okay. And I was and I was like, hey. And there was this thing of Tony Khan has created the first real threat to Vince McMahon's company ever. And I commented on their Instagram, what the hell? <laughs> no, I said, uh, how is this a threat? Y'all aren't even better. You guys aren't good roster wise like Hogan era TNA, which sucked. And then you're not even as good as Prime TNA. So get out of here. Then then did he say shut up? He just told you to shut up. No, Tony Khan hadn't responded yet, but uh, well, he's he's thinking about it, right? Yeah, but but I I did give some positive things. I said, hey, listen, there's a, there's a lot of potential there. You got the acclaimed who are the best part of any TV show they're on. <laughs> Max Caster raps, <laughs> but I see it. Yes, dude. I post I post him on my Instagram almost as much as Austin Aries now. <laughs> <laughs> And but, you love Austin Aries. Bro, Austin Aries is the man. If AEW yeah. brought him in, I'd be the biggest AEW fan ever. I think if, if anybody got brought yeah, Austin Aries, then you'd just fanboy it. Yeah, he's he's wrestling now. He, he's working with a small promotion. But, you know, he, he won his first match, and now he's getting a title shot after in his second match. That's a quick one. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
but yeah, I, 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 AEW's got a lot of potential. Just, you know, get somebody to book the show that's halfway decent, Tony Khan. Why don't you stop, letting people, why don't you stop booking the show? You're, you're a year and a half in, and people are already saying the show sucks. Good job. I, I, I don't know what to do. Even TNA didn't get this after a year and a half in. He said TNA sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you had to wait till Hulk Hogan came in 2010-2011 for anybody saying this sucks now. Well, if you're bringing in Hulk Hogan, you're probably washed. Nah, man. They brought in the whole NWO. They had Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Xbox, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, for they sure. Said, and then Kevin Nash had to wrestle with a staff infection, and then Scott Hall had to wrestle when he was fat. What is he doing? Well, Scott Hall is always drunk, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So he, wrestling when he's fat isn't too different. Yeah, Scott Hall was more lost in TNA than the Road Warriors were in their last match. <laughs> Uh, what is going on? Thankfully, Scott Hall's sober now, so congrats to him. Oh, he, he actually man. like he, like dropped the alcoholic stuff. You had about three years in TNA where even I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he was doing the whole Mister Perfect gimmick. He was just bringing up everything that had to do with WWE. Mister Perfect when he came to TNA, he was like his first ten promos were about hey. I beat up Brock Lesnar in an airplane. I'm better than everybody in WWE. <laughs> I, what? Yeah, and Booker T's gimmick was, hey, I don't want to be here. I like that one. That's, no, that's, <laughs> actually, said, that's actually nice. He said, I want to go back to WWE. This sucks. <laughs> what if that yeah, was actually it, how he's feeling? Yeah. But and thank you for being on the podcast, Connor. We appreciate it over here at the podcast. You know, first appearance in about five years. Uh, yeah. This is it's been busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We understand that the the life of a no, we, you you don't. You're cussing me out right now. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I got Jim Ross in the podcast, he can do it. This dude sucks. Just... He's not consistent whatsoever. I can't help it. I try. I try. This old baseball thing. Well, you're tall. Why don't you get on the steroids and become a wrestler? Um, yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you put on five pounds of muscle and you go to a bar, Vince McMahon will meet you there. And they, that's like a running joke now for 80s wrestlers. They always get you at a bar or a gym, whichever one. I, I'll know to avoid it. Nah, man. Vince McMahon's going to find you at, at the Gold's Gym. <laughs> yeah, at the Gold's Gym. Yeah, the Gold's Gym in, in my town. And Vince McMahon's going to walk in there with his strength and be like, ah. Bless you. I, I smell potential in here. <laughs> He's coming back. Connor, how's your comment? <laughs> uh, how's it going? You're going to give me the, the weirdest firm handshake ever. He's going to say, you're next big thing, kid. And then I'm going to be off the off a job in three minutes. And then, you, then you're going to be losing to Austin, the 50-year-old Austin Aries on X. Oh, dude, I'm going to be losing to, like, 60-year-old Stone Cold. I... Well, that would be cool, though. Losing to Stone Cold? Yeah, I think so. As long as he beer bashes me. I, I don't think losing to 50-year-old Austin Aries is as cool as losing to 60-year-old Stone Cold. 
Not that's nothing against Austin Aries, but you know, Stone Cold is Stone Cold, and Austin Aries is Austin Aries. No, there's two different skill gaps right there. Uh, no, yeah. I'm not doubting Austin Aries' potential and skill, but uh, but you know, Stone, Stone Cold is a little bit of a different breed. Yeah, Stone Cold's gimmick was I drink beer. Austin Aries' gimmick was Hey, I'm the greatest human to ever live. One one of them just doesn't care. The other one's trying too much. I think. Yeah, Stone Cold cares too much, or Stone Cold doesn't give a crap, and Austin Aries takes, well, it's good that he takes wrestling seriously, but in today's generation where nobody takes wrestling serious, it's kind of weird. Well, once once everybody figures out it, it's not real, it kind of ruins the point. Hey, that, Jim Ross kid, that shit's real, kid. Why don't you step in the ring? <laughs> you'll find out if it's real or not. Uh, I mean, I will, and whenever I kick someone and they like, Fight, fly three thousand feet. I, I'll figure out myself. Nah, see, I could, if I if I could teach you like ten wrestling moves, and I could put on a good match with you. <laughs> yeah, if I say all, all I need to do is learn some moves, and I think I'll be fine. Yeah, like uh, I, I'm starting a wrestling promotion. Not really, but if I did, and I could just get my friends and teach them all, teach each of them five moves, and I could put on a good match with every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that. You just have that much knowledge, don't you? Well, see, as a guy who's watched WWE forever, I know what not to do and what to do, what to sell and what not to sell. That's smart. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, anything you want to add before we leave, Connor? Uh, that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Anyways, thank you for listening to the Three World Podcast. Connor, thanks for being on. Peace. I.